Southside Baptist Church is not a building, not an institution. We're a community of believers moving toward a life fully devoted to Jesus. Our deacons are those who look to serve our community. We have a number of new deacons and would like to introduce them to you and get to know them a little bit better. Uh, Well, this is a real honor for me because uh, Gary Walsh is... uh our announcer on our regular podcast and so we're going to flip the script a little bit and yeah, I get i'm going to make you do all the work all today. right i like it i like it very much so gary and holly wash uh have just completed a year of our apprentice program with our deacon body and uh we're looking forward to the ordination service coming up in uh in just a few weeks um and we are excited to get to know you guys a little better so tell us first a little bit about yourselves you guys how long you've been married Oh, sure. Ask me. I, Look at me and ask that <laughs> question. just talked about your inability about to keep track of time. Date right. I'm, I'm going to take a stab at it, and Holly will correct me. 33 years? Almost. Yeah. We're getting. We're coming up on it. Oh, yeah. December, just a few days away. December 6th mm-hmm. yep. will be 33 years. That's great. Congratulations. And you yes. guys have two boys? We do. Tell us a little bit about them. Our oldest is about to be 32. Um, he lives here in Jacksonville and um, has our two beautiful granddaughters he and his wife leslie have l our three-year-old and emmy our one-year-old granddaughter and our youngest tyler lives in atlanta and he is 30. that's great that is great and uh you guys have been coming to Southside for how long? I know this has been a debated issue. Uh, but four, four or five, five years. years. I don't something, know. something like somewhere <laughs> in that range. We've been there around that, that around that time. It just feels like 33. <laughs> 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 well, we're glad to have you guys. Uh, tell us a little bit. Uh, how did you guys meet? And uh, you guys were originally from Texas. Is that right? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, she won't claim me as being from Texas because I'm from El Paso, which is right on the border. Barely made it. Yeah, and Texas doesn't claim El Paso as part of Texas, (laughs) but we are. Which side of the wall is that? Is El Paso (laughs) going to be on? (laughs) But yeah, we met uh, in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, We were. uh, I was working at a radio station. This is back in the day when, like, just mom and pops owned radio stations, and Don and Skeet Workman uh, owned the station. Don and Skeet were old friends of of Holly's family. Uh, and Skeet, the the, the wife, kind of ran a place like we were her kids. She loved us, and she just kind of watched out for us, which she didn't like. And one of the guys that I, I worked with, my best friend Joe, uh, she didn't like his girlfriend, and she thought Holly would be great for Joe. <laughs> for Joe. <laughs> and so she she kind of talked Holly into coming to work for us, were you part-time or whatever at the time. So she came in ostensibly to be to be with joe and then she i and didn't I know up. this though you didn't yeah. know any of this no nothing no so, i just was going to work for them right so gary and just we met there. swooped in and it's been history history that's good yes. now tell, tell us a little bit about your uh your your faith journey how you came to faith in christ and uh i, I know holly i know your your sweet mama and you were raised with a very faithful mom tell us about your faith journey I was raised with a faithful mom, still am. Um, She took us to my sister and I to church from the time I was a baby, and um, she took us by herself, got two baby girls ready, um, took us to church, and I was five years old. We were in the kitchen. I was sitting cross-legged on the floor and told Mama that I wanted to accept Jesus into my heart. I can remember it like it was yesterday. It's amazing. And um, I've been in church ever since. I'm involved in youth groups and um, tried to be involved wherever God has placed us. That's good. Yeah. And so what this new opportunity in terms of serving as a deacon, uh, mm-hmm. what is that 
how does that fit into your to your story? What what does that look like for you? Um, I love to serve. I think that that's something that God has put in my heart. And while it's easy to be comfortable in the groups that we are placed in, I think um, being a deacon at Southside has kind of pushed me to look beyond just the comfortable group that I'm in. Mm. And um, First John, the series that we're in, has been really interesting because it talks so much about that we're known for our love for our fellow Christians. And that's really my heart, that I don't want to see anyone left behind. Um, I don't want to see any believers not feel like they're loved. And from you know my little friends in the nursery um, all the way to my friends that are in the sit older, on the Oregon side. Yeah, sit on the Oregon side, <laughs> the older generation. I just love them, and I want them to know that they're valued, and um, I want to take care of them, do special things for them, just make sure that nobody feels left out. That's great. That's great. Uh, Gary, what about you? You're, you've been walking with the Lord a long time, serving Him in a ministry through radio mm-hmm. for years. But yeah. t- how did your faith journey start? Um, very differently from from Holly's. Mm-hmm. We didn't go to church when I was a kid. I was raised by parents who were very loving and taught us good things and taught us, you know, Christmas was about Jesus and Easter was about Jesus and all like that, but we didn't really live it. We didn't go to church. I went to church you know, maybe co- about quarterly with my grandparents. We went to Calvary Baptist Church and Torture Chamber down the street from their house. The only thing I really remember about going is I had to go because I didn't want to. Uh, and they would put us in a room with these little old ladies who had songs for everything. It was creepy. It was <laughs> like if you came in with new shoes, they'd sing the new shoe song. If you got a haircut, they'd sing the haircut song. If you got, you know, whatever, whatever, you lost a tooth, they had a loss. And I remember even at the time thinking, you people are weird. Who has songs for about these things? It, that's probably why you went into radio. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't play any of those songs. But no, that's, uh, and so when I was uh, in high school, um, we went out of town for a, a choir competition kind of thing, and they put us in hotel rooms. Uh, we had a bunch of people from from different schools, and so they had to put four people in a, in a room to be you know efficient. And they put me and a friend from my school into a room with two guys from another school. Well, clearly, these two guys from the other school were going to a church where they were really pressing uh, evangelism. And those guys, it was their job, they decided, that they were going to save Mark and I before the night was over. And Mark and I kind of knew that's what was happening, yet when it came right down to it, all of a sudden this was real. This, wow. you know, we kind of thought we'll just go go along with it because they'll shut up. And Mark kind of did that, and and I was going to do that, but Jesus showed up, and so wow. all of a sudden I knew at that point there was no doubt in my mind that Christ had come into my heart. And uh, the problem was I knew just enough that that was what was supposed to happen, but I didn't really understand what it was. And I didn't understand what a relationship was. And I didn't understand any of that stuff. Um, and so I fought it for a little while. And then I started going to churches, just trying to answer the question, what really happened? And it was several years later before I really kind of came into understanding what that was and what a relationship was. And then from there, it's kind of what a great reminder for us of just the pure obedience uh, around evangelism and sharing our yeah. faith that even when yeah. you think it's mm-hmm. forced or it's mechanical or whatever it is, it, it, God can still use that. That's right. He, yeah. And does. Well, t- uh, tell us a bit about your uh, your journey in ministry. I know it's involved music ministry and other things, but now as you've sort of made your way into 
um, into the deacon ministry and through the apprentice program. What's that experience been like for you? It's you know, I've never been a real outgoing. I want to serve people like Holly is. Uh, opposite to track right that's her job that's right she's (laughs) always kind of handled that so i handle the sarcasm that's just that's my that's my job so this has really taught me to look at people intentionally Mm. and looking for a way to serve them and looking for what what i see that i can do to make things better or different or fulfill something like that and that's not something i've ever really done before is intentionally look for ways to help people or ways to serve people and uh, this has really opened my, my eyes to that Talk a little um, bit more about that. How how has that impacted your spiritual growth? Oh, it's it completely uh, all the way from the way I relate to other people uh, at work, whether it has anything to do with spirituality or not. It's opened me up to be way more sensitive to other people and seeing things from their perspective and trying to see what I can what I can can do there. Um, and that that changes the way you look at at everybody. Uh, and and that's that's been that's been a big change for me. I think in the last year. That's great with this. Now you guys are, you know, four or five years at Southside. What what brought you to Southside? How did you end up with us? We moved into the area, so we live in St. Nicholas, and the church was so close. And we thought, well, why not? It's never happened never this way before, before, because we've always gone to church so far away from where we've lived, and we visited, and um, we always pray. Any like if we were looking for a school for our kids or a church that you know God would let us know that that His Spirit would be there that we would feel it and I'm telling you that first Sunday we were so welcomed and loved on by the next generation it the Southside just has the sweetest spirit in its building um, and its people and see we went in we didn't know where to sit so we sat on the organ side. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure we sat in somebody else's, you know, seat, seat yeah. required seat. But they were so nice to us and so welcoming. Uh, the older g- generation were just—they were awesome. Uh, and you did a baby dedication that day, which oh, yeah. always gets Holly. That's yeah. yeah you pretty much you do a ba- baby dedication, you got her. Yeah, but it was—it was such a great um, welcoming, and the whole multi generational thing really spoke to us. That's right. good. Yeah, yeah. How that's been—I think that's an interesting thing because you do people sort of have their preference like if you're a baby person you families with young children or if you lean towards senior adults but it is an interesting um interesting environment when you minister to multi-generations it's more like your family mm-hmm. because that's how families really are mm-hmm. you've got grandmas and older aunts and uncles and younger nephews and nieces and children grandchildren so uh it's an interesting interesting place to serve in your small group what has uh what has that looked like in terms of service in your small group and through your small group as you guys have been involved? I guess I was kind of already serving. I'm the gather lead for our small group. And um, so as I've been pretty on top of our people, um, <laughs> trying to... That's a make, kind way of saying she's Well, no, no just people. making sure that, that nobody feels left out. Right. You know, um, I try to make sure that... I reach out to people that we haven't seen um, and just stay involved in what's going on in their life. You know, just make sure that um, if there's something that they need, that we can meet the needs. You know, we have since I think since we became deacons, I I don't even know how far into it we were, but we've made emergency hospital visits (laughs) and, um, you know, have 
we we ourselves have also been recipients of you know the blessing of the friends and people in our small group um, when my father passed away. So I can't it you know plug for small group. That was something that was really hard for us to decide to become a part of. We had to make ourselves physically make ourselves because Gary says he's not outgoing, but I'm not outgoing either. And so we just had to commit to go, and it has been probably the biggest blessing at Southside for us, for sure. Yeah, we say circles are better than rows, and yes. and it's hard to convince people that till they experience the circle, right? Because the rows are so much easier when you do. Right. It's it's uh, it's amazing, and I never thought that we would because we're not the joined a group and we become you know type i could be that way when i have to but that's not me yeah and so we've always kind of shunned that and but we decided if we were going to get involved then let's jump in and do it and boy the the small group has been just incredible and our group right one of the things we try and do and i think holly has led in this in this really well is we even look inside the church and what's going on here where can we help inside you know we, we try to do things outside the church but they're also really good at, at seeing seeing something that needs to be done inside the church, and then we rally around. What what can we do? How can, how can we do this? Right. And people people step up and do it. It's and great. I think that we've used the fact that we have you know been mentoring or been been mentored and this deacon year to help push us outside of our small group. Help help our small group understand that there's other things that we need to be doing yeah talk a little bit about your mentoring you guys were uh were involved in the mentoring program the first year deacons it's mm-hmm. everybody does that mm-hmm. uh what was that experience like who, who were your mentors and how did the relationship form and what's that been like well for we kind of already had a relationship because mitch turknet was our mentor yeah. and so we're also in small group together and um we we did our mentorship with Mitch, um, and then Bill and Sarah were also mentees with us. So we met at the local for breakfast on Saturday mornings, and um, it was great. We had great conversations. We handled church emergencies <laughs> since sometimes. He's, since he's he's the head of the, the, the chairman of the deacons, of the deacons. Yeah. he would get uh, requests. He, he'd get things and he'd bring them on saturday morning and say uh what do we do with this yeah and then uh, no. pr- pretty much sarah and holly would 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 come we'll up with ideas he and actually, then yeah. bill and i would go out and do it that's just that's what that's the way it worked he let us see something a need in action and and we brainstormed and did it together so it was very it was awesome it that's was good. really a good experience and it's a, a real world example of what right. deaconship is really all that's about good. right that's excellent well and you know it, it goes back to the whole idea of um, our mission statement making disciples and equipping those who do and you can make disciples and it's addition if you equip those who do it's multiplication but helping yeah. people yeah. really know how do we how do we perpetuate this ministry beyond yeah. myself into the lives of others who are going to carry it beyond themselves. Well, it's great. Well, we're so happy to have you guys as part of our church family, but um, but uh, part of the deacon body and leading and serving. And uh, just really happy to have you at Southside. And it's an honor to uh, to serve with you. And an honor for me to get to do the interview. And Gary, <laughs> and Gary thank you for doing all the other ones. Oh, uh, was, it was fun. It's been a treat. It's been awesome to get to know everybody and get to a little deeper look into mm-hmm. their lives as we get ready to celebrate ordination together. 
So thanks for being a part of that. You bet. I think it's a. It was a lot easier than parading what was seventeen of us up on at the ordination service and having us all do this. Yeah, that that th- this is, has been way more fun. The, the yeah, the ordination service would have been four days long exactly. by the time we did it. So this is great. This is really good. Well, we're excited about it. Looking forward to celebrating the ordination with you on that date. And uh, and again, just thank you, thankful so much for the way the Lord's working in your life and allow, you're allowing Him to work through you. And how he's working in Southside. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We invite you to make plans to join us at Southside for our deacon ordination service on Sunday, February 2nd, 2020 at 5 p.m. This will be an inspiring time of worship and celebration as we set apart some remarkable men and women to serve our community through the deacon ministry. If you want more information about Southside, please visit our website, ssbc.org.